Recalling? Are we recalling? <laughs> Ready? Yeah, totally. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nostalgia Effect, the podcast where we examine movies from our childhood through the lens of adulthood. It's me, Amy, and we got Joe and Johnny. What's up? Hello. And today we are going to be talking about. It's finally happened. The it most anticipated episode of the podcast. Finally, come to this. A Richard Donner. Bum, bum, bum. Party. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Where we're talking about the Richard Donner Superman, Joe's favorite movie in the what universe. Is it? Hell, we are 1978. 1978, Richard Donner's Superman. I was 25 years old when this movie came out in theaters. Oh wow, uh, explains a lot. <laughs> but before we get into that, we're gonna we're gonna not talk DC movies. We're mm-hmm. gonna talk Marvel movies. Well, Marvel TV kind Mar- of. and Marvel TV. Yeah. yeah, we got one Marvel movie we're gonna talk about and one. Three, three Marvel shows. Well, we got a yeah. preview. This is like the first real preview of those three shows, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Disney Plus's uh, WandaVision, uh-huh. Loki, yep. and uh, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier. Mm-hmm. series. Because uh, the Hawkeye one was sort of pro- postponed. Is that right? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard much about that besides their announcement of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the those are the first three series. Marvel series on Disney Plus's, mm-hmm. um, and they're supposed to come this year, right? Um, like, like WandaVision, year, like August, yeah, I WandaVision, I think is coming out, but because uh, WandaVision got moved shortly up, after, didn't it? yeah, it's coming out shortly after Black Widow, so I think in like July, oh shit, like some in the summertime, really. Um, that's what I read. I read it was coming out around like close to, but after Black Widow, hmm, because. The Winter Soldier, Cap, uh, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is supposed to come first, right? Like, that's the first. Yeah. Okay, yeah, here, okay, here it is. Well, Falcon so and Winter Soldier is also August. 2020. It says August 2020. Okay, so late hey, summer, early fall. time for our birthdays, Johnny. Hey, I know. And then WandaVision is supposed to be in December. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought WandaVision was coming first. Yeah, I oh. did too. Really? Because I thought it was always going to be, the Falcon and Winter Soldier was always going to be the first one. Huh. At least that was my interpretation of it. Yeah. Interesting. With their release schedule. But yeah. who fucking knows because... Yeah. I'm looking at this article um, from Marvel's website. It was... It's published on the 4th of February, so not too long before yeah. this yeah. episode is recording. Yeah. And yeah, it says exactly what Johnny just said. Falcon Winter Soldier, August. WandaVision, December. Interesting. And then what about Loki? Does it... No, I don't think Loki's yet. supposed to be this year, I think. No, Loki's 21. 21. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. It comes out, I think... Um, I, actually, maybe even later than that. I don't know. Mm. What if comes out in twenty one? That's oh, the, yeah, animated the animated one. That's I'm yeah, really yeah, yeah. excited for that one because that one. they're bringing back a bunch of like old cast members to do mm-hmm. voices for the characters, and yeah. I'm like, that's gonna be super cool. Well, like you know, Peggy Carter is Captain yeah. Britannia or Captain Britain. I don't even know. So, and then, like, yeah. I want to know. It's as gonna get into weird territories. Yeah, I want to know as little awesome. as possible about what if. Because yeah. I just want it to blow my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it will. I think. I don't, yeah, I don't even think it. I even want to watch a trailer for it Jared. or anything. Oh, and that one's got uh, Jeffrey Wright. He's supposed to be the Watcher, right? Oh yeah, that's he's right. that, that's pretty yeah, much yeah, the, yeah. the framing device for mm-hmm. like this thing is mm-hmm. that we're yeah. through like is watching it not the Watcher. what everyone said Stanley was yeah. in all of those? Yeah, well, because yeah. he has he's got that cameo in what is it Guardians, Guardians Two where he's talking about everything, but he's yeah he's talking about all his cameos. Well, yeah. he's only talking about what I mean, you know, but he, in the conversation, he's like, in that one, I was a Federal Express man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's talking about his role in uh, Fantastic Four. 
when he because he's the uh, mailman for that building, mm-hmm. and his cameo is. Uh, oh, he's talking about. Fant- I thought he was talking about in the end of Ultron where he shows up and he says, "Tony Stank, I have a." a- Maybe that's what I thought he was talking about too. Or not, I- not not Avengers uh, Civil War. Civil yeah. War, yeah. yeah, could be that. I mean, I took it more as because the first time I saw him in that delivery person role is he, he had, that's his cameo in uh, in Fantastic Four. Which I, which I mean, I don't. Four? I think is it the Josh Trank one? Or? I think it's the first one. No, I mean, oh, oh I'm saying no, the first one, not not the recent, the, the not the reboot. Yeah, the reboot, I think whatever I was. think that they were pulling from Civil War. Could be, yeah, because I feel like. That would have been more timely for audiences. Plus, mm-hmm. it keeps it within the MCU current yeah. as it, it currently was. Right, is. Yes. right, Makes sense. right. Um, but yeah, and then and I, I seem to recall uh, they were talking about um, Robert Downey Jr. coming back as Tony Stark, yeah, but as Jarvis essentially, like he's he's an AI that's that somebody has programmed. Uh-huh. Um, and I think they're doing like zombie stuff too. Yeah, they're doing. Well, I mean, the whole point of that is that it's animated, so they can do all these crazy stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the cast is, you know, with characters that we know already, we're familiar mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. and it's cool that we get the same actors to at least, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. will Chris Evans be coming back to be, like, Cap or anything? Well, I remember hearing something where he basically didn't, like, shut the door with any sort of finality on, on ever doing anything Cap-related mm-hmm. again, so maybe, um... It would certainly be easier. All he has to do is come in and, and record yeah. versus having to like get, get bulk get up or, or or get into old man makeup Maybe. or you know like yeah it'd, be, it'd be a lot easier. For if him. I know Chris Evans and I don't, he's probably gonna get yoked either way. <laughs> he, he's constantly yoked. Um, and then, uh, but this so this Captain or this um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is gonna be pretty cool, I think, because I, the the little snippets that we have seen, yeah. uh, what was it like a Super Bowl? The Super Bowl trailer where they had yeah, a bunch they of had like, like very it was like te- mm-hmm. it was like three very very many teaser trailers. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it looks interesting. It definitely. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad they're doing it because I definitely feel like like oh great diversity, uh, you know, but it doesn't count if we don't see it. You know, like like uh, getting yeah. him yeah. giving him yeah. the shield. It's like oh that's great, but it doesn't count if we don't see it. I do think it's interesting because I mean they announced. The, they announced these series like way way back when yeah uh and when they announced uh winter soldier falcon and winter soldier i was like yeah, that's like that's gonna be boring uh, this is before endgame this is before anything really mm-hmm. i mean this is like when they first were like talking about it and yeah. i was like that seems like a boring show like i, I don't well i wouldn't want to watch that <laughs> and then now i'm like that seems like a pretty cool show like, i kind of <laughs> yeah. really want to watch that yeah because i feel like it's gonna be almost anthological is that how you would say that? Anthropological. Antho- antho- anthological. An, 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 an anthology. Each an episode anthology. is kind of anthology, but they're still tied together. It's like a different. Yeah, I'm wondering what's like the a tone different of... sitcom tone in each episode, maybe. Of. WandaVision. And no. Oh, I I thought you guys were. Oh, I got distracted. No. I was, I was like, something. that sounds more like WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. I, was yeah, like, I, I was... thought you guys were talking about WandaVision. So like, I no. thought they were only going with that whole really crazy idea with one show. I know. Yeah. Right? I was like, I, mm-hmm. I got distracted looking for the Loki release date. Oh. <laughs> um. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, because I feel like with 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 Falcon and Winter Soldier, like obviously we've there's been some leaked photos that that I've seen with U.S. Agent. Have you seen those? No. Mm-hmm. Uh. So it looks like. Um. Well, how much do you guys want to know? Because I didn't want to know. Not this. as much. Well, but I mean, I guess if you're cursed with it, you might as well share it. I'm not the only one burdened with knowledge. <laughs> mm. um, but uh, yeah, so U.S. agent who is essentially like the person that the United States government elects to be mm-hmm. the, the shield bearer. Um, 
like goes crazy. Like they take the shield away from Sam, I think. They give it to this Captain America wannabe and then he kind of goes off the map and I think they have to go stop him. Interesting. Yeah. Um I I'm not I don't know entirely, but that's my guess. Yeah. Based mm. on what I've what I've seen and what I know and and all that yeah, stuff. That should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The Loki thing seems cool because did you notice on his jumpsuit it says TVA, which is the Time Variance Authority. So essentially he got picked up by Time Cops. Time Cops, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, I, I am interested. But that that one we have because that's the furthest out and we have yeah. the least Yeah, that is Spring right. 21. Which might just mean that there's like a lot of visual effects. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and the WandaVision one. All, all it sounds like is they're really swinging to the fences yeah. on that, but in a good way. Yeah, like I'm, I'm very excited for it. Like a lot of people are like, that sounds kind of stupid. I'm not like super excited. Like, why would you want to see a relationship between? What? Like, I'm already like not on board with Wanda and Vision's Neither relationship. Neither is Sarah. Sarah's I'm also. Not, I'm not like I'm. Yeah. I'm like that's the stupidest relationship besides um, Black Widow and Hulk. Oh, but I like that one. Yeah, that one. I, I don't know. I agree with Amy. That one felt, especially because it came on like in Avengers two, and it was yeah. like, uh, it seemed really forced, sort of like. Mm. Yeah, not... it, it felt forced, and it felt forced. Like even in Ragnarok, it felt kind of forced. Like, but it worked in Ragnarok. I feel like Taika made it work just to kind of like bring, like Bruce back. Mm. But I still am not like super. I don't know. I feel like both of those relationships feels forced. It's like the best relationship in the entire MCU is like Tony and Pepper. <laughs> oh, really? I would think it was uh, uh, Steve Rogers. Well, and I mean, that is the like the best one that you see. But that's extended the over yeah. multiple films. Yeah, like yeah. you only get that in the first Avenger, really, and mm-hmm. then kind of in Captain America: Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like this is the only time I've been excited about Wanda and Vision's relationship. Mm-hmm. Only because they're going to do an I Love Lucy spoof. Well, and not only that, but then she's also going to be in like a classic comic yeah, book. Yeah, but I think Wanda that's like, it's supposed Maximoff. to be a Halloween costume. Is yeah, it? I don't know. Yeah. It, but it yeah. looks it looks gimmicky. Like it's supposed to be yeah. like a, yeah. a, 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 a nod or but it, Well, but yeah. it's still a cool nod. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, yeah. I, I just, I'm interested to see how weird it gets. I think yeah, I, I, I want it to be like the most weird shit and that Disney yeah. can do. Well, I'm also wondering like how this, what it's seems to me and from what i've read it's like she's unspooled unspooled and trying to get him back right yeah or or living in a world that she's created yeah so i'm wondering sort of yeah. like an illusory world for yeah. herself i'm wondering if it'll get dark i think it will because oh, yeah. you know i mean like and it'd be interesting to see because it's disney plus and so, yeah. so far everything's been you know not that the mcu can get super dark like dc or whatever but it has its moments right yeah yeah um and so i'm wondering like the the Netflix Marvel shows are super dark, yeah. almost honestly too dark. Maybe, um, like 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 joyless. I mean, because because you can be dark and still be fun. Yeah, I got you. you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but these like the the Marvel like yeah. I stopped watching after the a Netflix. while. Yeah, it just, they just got like brutal and joyless. I didn't watch any of them. The yeah. really, There's some pretty good ones. There were some. There were some really good. Good stuff seasons. In there. I don't. I really I wanted think to watch the overall, first season of Jessica Jones. That one's really good. It's really good. But uh, if you do watch it, I would caution you to walk in not expecting like superhero fare. Oh yeah, yeah. I've. It's it, like it's really the very only much so the about, only like, thing I know about it is that David Tennant is a plus. Well, okay. So you might also have some some additional baggage to deal with, like I did, because he's meant to be the bad guy, mm-hmm. but he is so fun. 
And so, and he's so David Tennant-y he, he, that, that you're kind of <laughs> like, he's also are we supposed really to dislike creepy. this guy? But you're like, are, you, are we supposed to dislike him? Because I kind of like him. But that's because yeah. you're bringing in your baggage of loving yeah. him already. Yeah. Because um, I mean, I even loved him as Barty Crouch Jr. But that's right. just me and my obsession with yeah. David Tennant. Because basically the first season of Jessica Jones is, and I didn't I didn't see the second um, or the third. They had three, right? I have no idea. So they did, they, they, I've only seen the first yeah. one. Yeah. I've only um, seen the first one. Too. And the second. the it, No, I, the, I think her third season was Defenders, wasn't it? She had something after that. She was the last one to be canceled, I think. Oh. Or not renewed, whichever you want to call it. I stopped following. Yeah, but anyway, the, the 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 first season anyway is a study in like abuse and emotional uh, trauma. stress and trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's what the show really spends its time on. Yeah, and it does that well. It does but do I, it very well. I, I was I I guess going in I had expected like a cat and mouse thing with like this. Super strong PI and a bad guy who is manipulative. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and then it's just, that's not what the show is at all. And so yeah. just, you know, you gotta, I think it's one of those deals where you have to be uh, going uh, ready for what the show's offering because it's not going to give you what you think. Okay. If that makes sense. If I end up eventually mm-hmm. watching it. The first season of Daredevil is also really good. Yeah, I heard that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but see what I'm interested in. Uh, because the uh, the the original run of Marvel Netflix shows had fuck all to do with um, At the, the actual, movies, yeah. and these are going to be quite the opposite, yeah. including yeah. Uh, whatever happens in WandaVision leading into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Which yeah. great which segue, Joe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing we wanted to talk about is the possible new director. Is for... it official or is no, it in talks he... and no comment from Marvel? Okay. Yeah, I feel like, I think I read somewhere that's like he is. Well, Sam, so, so the news yeah. is fi- that he's in, Sam Raimi is in, yeah. talks, is in talks to direct, direct. the new, the. Doctor Strange, Strange and the, the Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Um, After but I think the I, director was Scott Derrickson. Scott yeah. Derrickson left. Right over right, creative over, differences, mm-hmm. which is like, which is a shame because he's he's a horror director. They wanted this movie to be a horror film, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe he wanted too much horror. I don't or know. something. Yeah. I I feel like. Because it's and happened before with these directors, like well, they're attached to a project. Like Edgar Wright's a perfect example. Yes. Edgar Wright and well, he's Ant-Man. been attached to Ant Man since before Iron Man came out. Wow. I mean, he was developing that movie f- with Marvel for a long time. Yeah, and it was like, well, not what we want. So, yeah. I, and I think a lot of it has to do with the the continuity that has to happen in these yes. uh, MCU movies. Which is why he left, because he didn't want to have, like, sections of the movie given over to... Like, the, the scene where uh, he has to go to Avengers... The Avengers headquarters. And, yeah, in Ant-Man. Yeah, like, Ant-Man, where he has to yeah, go to we, Avengers headquarters and, and, and fight Sam. And, yeah, because you have to have another character from one yeah. of these other franchises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and sort of that linked... It, that yeah. So I feel like thing. that might... You know, every time, every time, a, like a director leaves a Marvel project because of quote unquote creative differences, that's always what I think is like the first thing that they had an idea for this thing, but then you know, Marvel's got to it's got to push its universe, it's got to push its movies, it's got to yeah. push its TV shows. Yeah. So they have to like insert things in there. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know, but that leaves us with possibly Sam Raimi, which would be amazing because I love Sam yeah. Raimi. And he can get pretty bonkers. Oh, and yeah. And Doctor Strange, clearly, as we all know, can get pretty bonkers. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I am wondering Amy's take on this because mm-hmm. you yeah. hate Sam Raimi. 
That is a broad generalization. Well, I just is. hated Sam Raimi's Spider-Man but it, movies. But the things that you hated about those movies are very Sam Raimi things. You yeah. know, sort of the heightened reality also, stuff. Also, looking the... at his IMDb, they're the only Sam Raimi mov- directed movies that I have seen. I've seen movies that he's produced. Mm. Like Crawl. I loved Crawl, but mm-hmm. he also was only a producer on that. Right. Mm. So you've um, not seen Army of Darkness? Or... No. Because I feel but... like Army of Darkness in a lot of ways is like pure unadulterated sam raimi yeah so maybe it's, I maybe watch. it's the it's the silliest i think it is. i would say i need to watch Peaks, evil dead evil dead 2 so i sh- well not like all of the evil dead like well, i, I mean, should watch evil dead evil dead 2 and army of darkness i would uh, i mean yes because they're great yeah. I, I feel like all of them but all right so minus evil, the tree raping stuff yeah uh <laughs> evil dead two the first like 20 minutes are like a re a short mm-hmm. remake of Evil Dead 1. But Evil Dead 2 is more like, it's very much Raimi. It's horror yeah. and comedy. It's slapstick and like mm-hmm. weird, goofy, silly shit. Yeah. yeah almost like Looney Tunes level. Which is stuff, stuff that I like. Which is what makes it great. Evil Dead 1, straight horror. Yeah. Pure yeah. horror movie. Well, see, here's the thing. You guys know I watch YouTube channels that do... I, I watch this YouTube channel called Dead Meat that does yeah. kill counts, and he's done the entire Evil Dead mm. series. Mm. And he did, like, the remake. I think there was a... Was yeah, there was a remake in, like, the... The 2000s. 20, yeah. I thought it like, was... 10? It was, yeah, like, around the time where they were doing, like, all of those, like, really, like, really gritty, dirty remakes. They did, like, a Friday the 13th remake, a yeah. Halloween remake. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I worked on that one when I worked at Sony. Um, the Evil Dead remake. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it was it was just pass through capture, but uh, but that's how I saw it. Yeah, and I remember thinking like, "There's good things and quite a lot of bad things about this." Yeah, yeah. but he did the first, like he did the the Sam Raimi ones, and I was like, "Okay, I I, I kind of dig it." But that was I, it wasn't like the whole movie. He was like yeah. pulling chunks out of like I story have... and stuff. I have Evil Dead 2 on Blu-ray if you want to borrow it. Yes. I do have Army of Darkness. Yes. Shout Factory. Put out by Shout Factory. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've actually uh, never seen Army, uh, Evil Dead 2. What? I've seen Evil Dead. And you've seen Army and of I've Darkness. And I've seen Army of Darkness. Oh my God. I've not seen Evil Dead 2. Because like, it takes like, they're like, um, what is it? Iterative steps. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, Evil Dead 1 is just pure. It's like super low budget mm-hmm. horror filmmaking you yeah. know and then evil dead 2 it gets a little sillier a little crazier yeah and then evil dead and then army of darkness evil dead 3 is just bonkers it's yeah. just pure silly it's that's not the even one where he movie. like goes back in time yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. he's like mm-hmm. in a castle yeah and he gets thrown yep. in the pit yeah, yeah. Yep, that's, yeah. that's army of darkness that's it yeah, so, I mean, I am interested because we all know I love funny horror movies like, I mean maybe, do we all know I don't know. I don't know if we know that. I feel like I'm learning this right now. Slasher movies are like my favorite horror movies. Mm, like, maybe. Well, th- I feel like Evil Dead is not. It's not slasher. It's a, did you like Cabin in the Woods? Because yes, in the I Woods, love Cabin in the Woods. I like. Well, I mean, like I'm saying, like slashers, like Nightmare is like my favorite slasher series because mm, yeah. I love Freddy. He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. This I, isn't. Uh, this is more. And I, I, I mean, I understand that it's not a slasher movie, no. but I also love like. Horror movies that are really funny, like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. I really love that kind of stuff. Like, I just like the kind of 
Ready think, or Not's kind of like a funny horror movie also. Sure. It's fun. I mean, well, that's a, the thing. Evil Dead 2 is fun. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so. an underlying brutality to mm-hmm. his horror film stuff. Yeah. Um, and like Drag Me to Hell is, I think, another oh, really good example of that. Is of a that. good example. And, also and put up by Chef. Also Chef. I QC'd that and I was like, I don't know if I like this. It's pretty gross. It's I mean, pretty it's, gross. it's got a lot like of gross. There was like the scene with the old lady in the backseat of the car. Yeah. And she's like, yes, I vividly remember that scene because I rewatched it like four different times when QCing the bonus features. And I was like, I don't like this. And you can always count on like a Sam Raimi evil demon villain thing to do like a Growing little up. dance, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. like a little like jig. Yeah. And it's always like, what the hell are you doing, demon? Yeah. But I am interested. I was interested because you've only ever seen the, the two. Yeah, the, yeah, first, the first two, two sp- Spider-Man. 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 The, only, the only two Spider-Men that exist. Word. Uh, and you hated in his them. universe. In his universe, because so, I did just watch Spider Verse again for the fifth time last. Hell night. yeah, that's a movie. <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> but so he's, you know, I think it's a good fit. His, uh, Sam mm-hmm. Raimi, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness seems very interesting. Yeah, uh, I did. I mentioned it earlier that this might, maybe, could be an opportunity to bring Ash from the Evil Dead series. Into the MCU. Well, Bruce Campbell's gonna cameo. I mean, Bruce oh, Campbell's gonna to. be in there. Yeah. Yeah. I would be very sad if we did not get a Bruce Campbell. I mean, he yeah. does a cameo in every like Sam Raimi movie. Everything. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited. If it, if this turns out to be true, I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. It's fucking <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, but are we ready to talk about Joe's. This is movie. what we came to I'm do. Literally, look, look, look. On my watch, I changed my watch face today. Wow, for Superman! It's Superman. Oh yeah, Joe got a new smartwatch. I did. Oh. That he's did. been sti- he's been oogling over this thing for as long as I've known him, and I've known Joe for two years. Wow. <laughs> yep. As uh, a good Christmas gift from, yeah. from one Sarah. From one Sarah. <laughs> one Sarah. <laughs> one Sarah. Just one Sarah. Just Not one. two Sarahs. No, just one. They didn't. They could have split it. They could have <laughs> each paid less if there had been two Sarahs, but yes. no, only one. Just the one. Um, but anyways, we're not here to talk about Joe's Superman watch. We're here to talk about the actual movie Superman. Yeah. Superman the movie. A Richard Donner film. So, I know Joe has seen it. Johnny, have you seen it? No. I had not seen it either. And and you'd not seen, like, clips? Or... I'd seen clips. I knew the, I know the ending of it because of, like, pop culture, oh, where he, mm-hmm. like, turns back time to save Lois. And that's, sure. a, that's about the, the extent of my knowledge. Mm. Like, in, so this is for both of you, but, like, in, in not watching it, was it a passive not having seen it, or was it an active... Don't want to watch Superman. Don't want to watch an old film. Don't care. Never. Or was it just was never convenient to see? It like, was. Uh, it was a little more from of a column passive. A, little from column B. It yeah. was like I was never going out of my way to not watch it, but yeah. I never went out of my way to watch it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just like one. I don't think I knew what the hell it was for a long time. Okay. Two. Superman always kind of bored me. Okay. As a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only DC hero I ever really liked as a child or growing up was Batman. Okay. Because, I mean... Because Batman. It's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Batman. I just... I never really just went out of my way. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. Because um, you also don't care for Superman. I don't... I really don't give a shit about Superman. Even I remember just as as kids, um, there was a lot of Superman. Because yeah. there was the Lois and Clark, Lois and Clark thing. And Clark. Smallville. There was Smallville. Yeah. There was the animated series, which was a great show. Yeah, and I I didn't care for any of them. Hmm. I didn't watch uh, any of them. I I remember because I remember I love the Batman animated yep. series. Mm-hmm. You're talking yep. about it, mm-hmm. um, but the Superman one, 
never gave a shit about it. I think mm-hmm. I saw some like Justice League episodes. Yeah. Maybe like later, but yeah. I just, it was never an interesting character to me. The movie was old. Yeah. And like the only thing I really knew about this movie was Christopher Reeves. Yep. I remember he was like a big deal when, was. I was, mm-hmm. yeah. when he was still alive mm-hmm. and he, wheelchair. He was yep. like, paralyzed, right? Yeah. He was quadriplegic, neck cool. down, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, so I knew that he had done that um, and that he was Superman and he yeah. was, people like associated him with being Superman, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, it was one never convenient. Nobody ever had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever had it on VHS. Nobody mm-hmm. ever had it around. So yeah. it was like, eh. Um, I just know that it was like it's a classic movie. You've mm-hmm. talked about it. Plenty of other yeah. people have talked about how great it is, including people like Christopher Nolan, who based his Batman Begins on this yeah. movie. Um, yes, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but hmm. you know, from like people, because I've always looked like a silly movie with a guy in red underwear mm-hmm. on strings, sure, flying against the backdrop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that, and Marlon Brando's in it for like. 15 minutes yeah yeah but and, and he got get paid tops a lot. billing gets top yeah he billing. gets top yeah. billing yeah because yeah. he's marlon brando marlon brando interestingly this might be one of your fun facts but i'll drop one now uh he refused to learn any of his lines everything that he does in the movie he's reading off of cue cards that's <laughs> also kind of i feel like what he didn't um army of not army of darkness why am i talking about army of darkness because it's in your head now the seed has been planted <laughs> um apocalypse now mm. um he was only in like the last 15 to 20 minutes True. of apocalypse now right. and he like did not know any of his lines he put on like 50 pounds mm-hmm. so like coppola had to completely redo his costume design and character right. development right yeah yeah i don't think marlon brando was known the world over is like an easy actor to work with no he yeah. is like a terrible actor to work with. he also with. tried to convince them at some point he was like listen i don't think you should see me on screen i think jarell should be a glowing green bagel and, the, and I think, a bagel I, yeah and then dick donner i think was like why he says well nobody's ever seen an alien nobody's ever seen a kryptonian maybe we you, know. you call him dick donner i did because you're not friends with him I, when i when i met him when i shot an interview with him and I, I, I went to, I Did shook you his go, hand. Hi, Mr. Richard Donner. <laughs> I, 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 I said, hello, Mr. Donner. And he goes, Dick, call me Dick. Wow. So so now you're close personal friends with Dick Donner? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but, God damn it, Joe. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so anyway, can, but you, I don't think you were done talking about... Oh, no, uh, that, those were just like my initial... Um, I knew that, that this movie, I didn't really know this... As a kid, by growing up and hearing about this movie, yeah, I have heard from you and from other people that mm-hmm. it's like the best representation of Superman, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, on film mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah. so I'm like, I, I knew of it, but it always looked boring and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, uh, boring on on top of being something that you already weren't interested. Exactly, in. it's a bo- it looked boring on top of a subject that I already thought was boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of something going back to Marlon Brando. Yeah. Um, I was I remember. He, like talking about how he was a terrible actor to work with this okay. is a fun fact that i heard this in an interview with carrie elwes his first job was as like a pa on uh-huh. the set of this movie really and he was supposed to bring brando from his um his room his yeah. trailer yeah. to set yeah and he was paid a million dollars in overtime like not Carrie Ellis, Marlon oh, brando so God, he had, like, I was like very yeah, that's good for a pa he had very little incentive to get out of his trailer and he called. He refused to call Carrie Elvis by his actual name. I think he called him like Rocky or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know the the easiest way to get an actor out of the trailer? What? Uh, you disconnect the power or turn off the AC. They come out real quick. I'm just telling you that now. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Marlon Brando would do that. He's a lazy. 
I feel like he's kind he of a, just sitting there a lazy stew. Yeah. He would just stew in his fumes. <laughs> um, so so it's funny because like so for this movie, it is like one of the films that I, like is defines my childhood. It was yeah. this. Yeah. It was Batman. It was uh, Indiana Jones, um, Star Wars, Star Trek. Like, it, makes sense. Is, it's all checking out. It's all yeah. 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 And like this, none of this is a surprise to us. Yeah. And and but the thing is, is I I, I and it's funny that you said that nobody had it on VHS because mm-hmm. I think it was like when I was growing up. I mean, this was maybe 1990 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, movies weren't available the way they are now. No. And especially movie as old as that. Yeah. Already by that time. Yeah. Wasn't just sitting in a VHS. At, like, in, at Target or something yeah, yeah. Yeah. because it wasn't you know like they just didn't have things like that so mm-hmm. I never owned a copy of it on VHS for a really long time interesting well how did um, you watch it uh, so I would go rent it uh. every time but yeah and so I would go rent it and and I would uh, I would like I'd spend summers with my grandma yeah. and so she would take me to this like local video store not not, not even like a blockbuster mm-hmm. or something yeah, local like a regular mom family and pop owned. video yeah. store um, this owned by this nice Korean family next to a KFC and they they when they saw me coming they would grab the the Superman the copy of Superman for me like because they knew that's what <laughs> that's I was the, there for that's the one that like you this would get. fucking nerd again yeah. <laughs> and uh, you wouldn't get anything else just Superman basically and uh, sometimes I'd get like Back to the Future as sometimes well. you'd get Superman two that's true because oh. I I because I did also quite enjoy that movie however. Uh, Got Superman, Superman 3. Two, the Richard Donner cut is so much better than the original Superman 2. Mm. Um, but anyway, so they would have it ready for me, and then I'd go home, and I'd go to my grandma's, and I'd watch it. And always at the end uh, of the movie when the credits are rolling and there's the John Williams Superman march, uh, I would uh, get some clothespins and, and clothespin a towel to my to my shirt and run around. Uh, this you checks out. You fucking nerd. <laughs> I would have punched you. You know, um, you guys... Joe still does that. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> I have my own Superman suit. Thank you very much. I'm far past the whole towel thing. Yeah. He's not clipping no towel to him. <laughs> hey, he paid $400 for the suit like an adult. All right. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> not surprised there. I will point out, though, that uh, Richard Donner tells a story about when Tom Mankiewicz came over to his house to like work on the script with him. He was wearing the Superman suit that they had included <laughs> script and he like ran over like he pretended to like run over flying over to Tom Mankiewicz and, oh, yeah so that's man. so Donner was excited about it too you know I still always picture whenever anybody talks about Superman that picture of Nick Cage in the Superman costume for that oh, unmade Superman yeah. movie that I still want to see can he be the Superman to Robert see, Pattinson's Batman I want to see that documentary I still haven't seen oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to see the that birth too. and death or life and death of Superman yeah, somebody, yeah. yeah. anyway so, but so this movie like is is it's huge in the world huge of Joe to me, yeah. and it and it means a lot, um, and uh, it is a perennial favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Always, always watching it. I you see. Know? Did you when you met uh, your good friend Dick Donner? Yeah. Did you talk to him about how much you love this movie? Did you praise him? Did you did you ask him? Did you him? pester him with questions? So so when I met him, I was I'm always very cool with mm. the celebrities, even mm-hmm. the ones that I'm really excited to meet. Mm. Um, but uh, and so I was, you know, t- talking to him and everything. 
and uh, you know, and he asked me that, about all, like all my gear, and I was explaining everything. He was like, "Oh wow, that's really that's really cool," because he was he was curious about the the little A7S. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, "That's amazing that that's a camera that's good." And I was like, yeah. "But these lenses that I'm using are from the '70s." And he's like, "Oh wow," you know. Mm-hmm. So he was he was all kind of blown away. And then at some point, we got to talking about his work and then and and that's when i let it slip that i was a lifelong fan that superman was <laughs> was, was my childhood and uh and that you were trying to not cry <laughs> yeah and so he was and he said oh thank you that was a great he really like he's talked endlessly about that movie yeah. mm-hmm. it's one of it's i mean in a man in a career full of big movies that's yeah. one of his biggest i mean it's richard <clears throat> donner's superman yeah. right that's yeah. how it's, it's colloquially how known, it is known right? yeah um, and so he, you know, he said, you know, that was, he, he's still proud of that, of that movie mm-hmm. to this day. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. That's anyway. pretty cool. Let's make Dick it? Donner proud and watch. Finally watch Superman. It's two and a half hours long, so you might, you might be need some popcorn. I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Before we watch the movie, a quick word from our sponsors. And now, our feature presentation. And we're back. Okay, you know what? I'm going to stop recording because I don't want to hear what you guys have to say. Oh, <laughs> boy. We're going to rip this oh, to shreds. No. No, All honestly, right. I had a lot of fun. Yeah? It was really fun. Oh, yeah. good. It's the only time I've ever enjoyed Superman. Really? Yeah. Wow. Johnny? I liked it. Um, I'll take it. All right, it holds up, everybody. <laughs> I like it. Listening. I mean, it's not a bad movie at all. Yeah. It's a, it's slow. Yeah, it's very. It's in terms because because you know it's obviously it's made in the seventies. This is before the really actiony superhero shit that we know now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it it's I, I felt the pacing of it. Like, it's kind of like the Gone with the Wind of superheroes. Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's and it feels because it everything feels just stretched out and yeah. like slower paced and just like the camera lingers a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of really long wide shots. Lot, yes, mm-hmm. yes, a lot of that, and it's not they're not bad shots, they're beautiful shots. Yeah, like everything in Kansas. Yeah, oh, yeah. everything in Kansas oh, yeah. is great, like sweeping and beautiful mm-hmm. and epic mm-hmm. in this way that movies aren't really mostly not like now. that. Yeah, movies don't do that now. Um, and so I I really liked the beginning with all the stuff at uh, on Krypton. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought all that stuff was very interesting. It reminds me of um, it reminds me of like this the seventies shows like sci fi like sci fi stuff that we work yeah. on here at Joe Factory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For like um, you know the the design and all that stuff. Um, well, you know what else I really love about that specifically mm-hmm. is how weird everything is. Yeah, yeah. It's like of course it's weird. It's an alien planet. Yeah, I mean, those like the suits, the glowing suits, which yeah. I made a note of, and I found a fun fact about. Yeah. Awesome! They so amazing. Really sweet. I yeah, mean, they do look. It looks really cool, it's, and it's so distinctive. Yeah. They, apparently, there was like those were like little glass yeah. balls or um, beads. That yeah. Was here's something fun fact: to obtain the glowing effect on Krypton, the wardrobe spent weeks sewing tiny glass balls into each actor's apparel. And if the material is accidentally touched, the oils in the actor's hands would interfere with the lighting effect and leave a dull patch on the costume. Yeah. Mm. There's there's, yeah. there's 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 a bit. Cause I remember hearing that, and there's a bit where. Jarrell even like claps somebody's shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 he moves his hands away, and you don't see it, but I'll bet you anything they had to like probably yeah. like God damn it, stop touching his clothes. Yeah. I did also I mean, one of the first things in the movie is that score is the thing. Yeah. Yes. Superman oh man, thing. and I forgot That's that I had heard it before, and like there was you know I was like oh yeah, this is Superman. This is my brain made the connection with the the music, and then. 
Superman, and I was like, it's, oh yeah, that's right. Is it a Universal title? Uh, Warner Brothers. Warner, okay. Well, so originally what it was is it was it was uh, back in those days, like producers would take movies to studios and the studios would distribute them. Yeah. And that's what the Ilya and Alexander Salkind produced the movie and then like essentially sold it to Warner yeah, Brothers. Yeah, I was like, I heard the score and I was like, oh man, this feels like something that I've heard like at Universal Park. Hmm. But I think it also may be the fact that it's a John Williams score. Yeah, it's and a March it's like, too. Yeah, and yeah. It, it feels like a combination of the Harry Potter scores mm. and Star Wars scores. And Indiana Jones a Yeah, it's bit. like it's like every yeah. John Williams score that I've ever heard. So it is John Williams, right? It so is John Williams. It's like, right. okay. Yeah, it's like everything in every part that I've ever been to. It's sure. like, there's John Williams. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that score, so so that's interesting. The, the score was until... Like they weren't as inextricably linked. No, like Superman. it was. Well, it was a score when I heard. It. I mean, I've we've I've heard a lot of John Williams yeah, stuff before. Yeah. So when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, I've heard this before." And I was like, "Oh yeah, duh, this is the Superman theme." Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, if I've seen clips of this movie, it's usually underlined by that yeah. theme because yeah. it's you know usually a clip of him flying and mm-hmm. doing heroic, and that's yeah. you know. I just didn't connect it, and then when I heard it again, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is." And I was like, "This is a really good theme." Yeah, yeah, this it's is like so this is good. a really good theme. And and there's uh, I love because there's the Superman march, which I think is brilliant. Mm-hmm. But then there's also um, the is that the, what the is that what the it's called the Superman march? I think it's it's because it is a march in uh, yes, like a, in terms of like sort of the tempo of it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, but yeah, it's just Superman theme, Superman mm-hmm. march. You mm-hmm. know, either way, Indiana Jones is a march. Star Wars is a march. Yeah. Um. And uh, but then there's another March Madness is a really, March <laughs> uh, but there's another really great theme in there, and that's the theme between uh, Superman and Lois. Hmm. That, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't think I, I don't think I really yeah. caught that one as much, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's beautiful though, and it's kind of like lost be- because of the great Superman March, but mm-hmm. it's a beautiful sort of quieter theme that I yeah. I really love. Mm. Um, but you're saying about the pacing because it's it is true it's, it, is, it's, it is slow. It's a '70s movie. Yeah. Well, and and he like Superman like you don't see him in costume until oh. almost an hour yeah. into the film, yeah. and that's for that brief flyby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's another I want to say 15 or 20 minutes before like heroic. So you're an hour and 20 something minutes yeah. into the movie before yeah. that helicopter rescue scene, mm-hmm. and um, it's just like. I don't know. I'm just like, no, get to it. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I already know this. Like, just get to him being Superman. You know, it's funny that because uh, I, I feel like, you know, pap- probably back then people n- knew it, but it had never been put on screen yeah, yeah, exactly. before. Yeah. And I think that's um, I think that's one of the, the, the things that like I did not love Man of Steel, mm-hmm. but I was glad that it kind of it didn't spend any time trying to tell us where superman came from because we already knew yeah Mm -hmm. and like i appreciated that shorthand even Mm -hmm. if i thought the rest of the film did not handle anything particularly well yeah um but yeah yeah. i I thought a lot of the kansas stuff like it it helped build up clark kent's character yes like and show that he's kind of this like bumble not like not bumbling but kind of like he's suppressing he's yeah, he really wants as like a teenager. He really yeah. wants to be exceptional, you know. Yeah, because he yeah. knows he is. Yeah, but he has to temper himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like that struggle. But yeah, because that then carries over to when he's working at the newspaper, and he's like, kind of just this. I don't know how to describe it, but but a lot of the Kansas stuff, I was just like, okay, this is just. But you got it, like you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's more to like you said. 
is more to do the fact that you kind of know this already. That yeah. Superman, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's this good guy, alien, crash landed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mid, you know, he grew up in. I think it farm. was more. I liked the stuff, the fact, the like when his parents, like his Earth parents, found him. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked that because then you get to see like Baby Clark lifting the back yeah. of the truck yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I, like yeah. the teenager stuff, I was just like, okay. See, and I, I kind of, what I like about that, because I think what the movie does that a movie now would have to do with a lot more economy is make you care about him long before any of the superhero stuff happens, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think is, I mean, I think it's good. And, and, and like I said, Christopher Nolan like used this movie as a blueprint because we don't see Bruce Wayne show up as Batman for yeah. a really long time mm-hmm. in Batman Begins. But that's a little bit. I would say that's a little bit different because Superman's always Superman. You know what I'm true, saying? Yeah, and true. so and so And Bruce this, has to like be trained and, yeah, to become he Batman. Becomes Batman. Right. You know. Although I was gonna say it is interesting. I think DC, unlike Marvel, um, is the 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 secret identity is the is the lie to the world. Clark mm-hmm. Kent is the yeah, lie. Yeah. He he really is Superman. Bruce Wayne is the lie. He really mm-hmm. is he Batman. Really is Batman yeah. You know, um and but but I I only mean in terms of um, that we spend so much time with Bruce that we care about yeah. him as a person long before he becomes Batman. Yes, yeah. I get um, and uh, and I think that that's that's what this movie does, and it also sort of gives us because his his Clark Kent persona, he's still sort of working on it, mm-hmm. and uh, in, in in Smallville that he's still sort of working on who Clark Kent will become, mm-hmm. and because he is still Superman, yeah. ultimately, um, and uh, that he. Um, is 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 struggling against wanting to be exceptional and prove that he is mm-hmm. to everybody, and uh, and but then also ultimately his father saying like you were put here for a reason, and it wasn't to like play football. Play football. Yeah. You, it was something better. I don't know what it is, but you're gonna be great. Yeah, you yeah. know, and 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 to have that be what he's about. That he's you know that he's ultimately Clark Kent decides that he's not interested in the spotlight for himself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, um, I guess makes sense. Again, this is going back to my, un- in, like, I'm just not interested yeah. in um, Superman, Clark mm-hmm. Kent. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, what I do like uh, from this movie, um, uh, Christopher Reeve's portrayal of Clark Kent and Superman and the way he switches yes. around. Yeah. Yes. Um, he does such a good job. Like in that scene mm-hmm. after uh, he after takes... After the flight. After he Do takes... you want to know how they did that effect? I could... Oh, it's so good. It's one of my favorite bits. What effect? The effect when he flies away and then Clark... Is oh, yeah, 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 That's oh, a yeah. one take. Oh, is it? that in one, one take. Shot. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the Superman flying away, Lois is standing in front of a screen that is playing Superman flying away. It's rear projection. And then Christopher oh, Reeve comes to the that's door. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's it's cool. like one of my favorite because there's so that all of the effects in this movie are practical. Well, yeah, it had to be. Yeah, that's what I like. I think that's one of the things that like really grabbed me about this movie is uh-huh. I love practical effects. Yeah, and it's just yeah. it does practical effects. Yeah, it does. I did write it down. The uh, it does a really good job with miniatures. Yes, it does. Mm. Uh, the yeah. miniatures are mm-hmm. so good. I, I Joe really and I like both that. are like obsessed with oh, miniatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's and and it does a really good job with miniatures. Um, I I mean that 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 helicopter rescue scene. Yeah. Um, for me is 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 such an exhilarating scene. Um, you know when when you know he catches Lois and then everything's like oh it's okay and then the helicopter falls and he just catches that too and flies yeah. up and 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 it's I feel like because that's also rear projection the mm-hmm. the building flying yeah. by is rear projection and it all I think that's for me what makes the movie age much better than 
other things really oh yeah i would Did i would it, you don't think so no i hated all the flying stuff really you know what it really? reminds me of hmm. it reminds me of puma man the msc3k episode i don't know if you ever saw it no Mm-mm. it's it's basically he's a superhero right yeah it's but it's it's all that it's just like shitty rear projection flying with like you know the strings and uh-huh. stuff i don't know it looks really bad really really i, still think I didn't it think it looked bad. that bad it made me laugh. Like I just, it there's, looks silly to me. There's, cause there's especially even, the when he first starts when he flies with Lois. Uh-huh. Uh, you know that first time or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Just, it doesn't look good. I don't like it. It made me. It took me out of the movie. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think that that was the, that was the effect that I was like. Uh, and they spent a lot of time flying. I wrote down in my notes that the flying scenes oh, yeah, aren't that, as charming as it wants. The flying it to be. scene with Lois, I did think went on a little Way bit too, too long, long, especially with that voiceover. The it was supposed thing. to be a yeah. song. She was supposed to sing that song. Really? Yeah. But uh, Richard Donner was like, I don't like this. We're not doing it. She's just going to talk. Whole new world. Yeah, no. I don't know. I really, yeah. I, that's, and a lot of Superman has to do with him flying. Yeah. yeah. And him, like, it just, it, again, it just reminds me of bad like a bad movie. Wow. A really? Bad, yeah. I, yeah, because I, like I, didn't, I didn't, the only qualm I had about that flying was that it was, it just went on for too long yeah. between uh-huh. him and Lois and then I was just like, but it still looks kind of cool. No. But also, also, like I they find fly like, through the cloud layer yeah, I find like, cozy comfort in old movies like this like yeah. like a, a nice warm blanket right out of the dryer mm. that's what it feels like when i watch an old movie from yeah. like the 50 like actually even like the 1920s to like 50s to 70s yeah and it's like has these practical effects and mm-hmm. it's just kind of old and old looking i'm just like oh, i love that yeah it, it just mm. it's cozy yeah i think yeah. that's why i liked it so much is like it just reminded me of like Good times. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't have that. Mm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just, I just, I didn't like the flying scenes. I'll put it that way. Yeah, the movie is fine. Um, like I said, I think uh, Christopher Reeves phenomenal mm-hmm. as that that dual. Yeah, the way he switches yeah. it up. Well, he, yeah, he's completely two different personalities. Yeah, because what's cool is I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, the part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part on his hair mm-hmm. changes. Superman is one way, and Clark Kent's the other way. Yeah. And um, and then you can see after after that Lois flight scene. Yeah, when, when he she puts, walks away, and, and he takes, he takes off, his off glasses, glasses and, and he stands, stands up straight. straight. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, like he's a whole different person, he's a totally yeah. different guy. And the way he's the way he talks, yeah. like is different. Like, yeah. And but but at the same time, Christopher Reeves does a really good job of like you know the mannerisms of making these two characters different persons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's always like been a stretch to me that I can't make that people wouldn't recognize that people him. wouldn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like to some extent it's <clears throat> I think it's largely because, you know, the if it, like you see somebody who's flying around and has crazy super strength and everything, that you just wouldn't assume for a second that it's somebody you know. Yeah, yeah. you know. But I mean but like do you want to you want to hear something really funny to that point? Yes. Um in Roger Moore's autobiography, he witnessed Christopher Reeve walking through the canteen at Pinewood in full Superman costume, oblivious to swooning female admirers he left in his wake. When he did the same thing dressed as Clark Kent, nobody paid any attention. Huh. Interesting. That's, that's funny. So there you go. I mean, yeah. yeah well, I mean, I I get that. That's that's the that's kind of the reasoning behind his whole yeah his whole secret yeah. identity is that Clark Kent is this kind of weak guy, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody thinks much mm-hmm. of him. Mild mannered. Yeah, mild mannered, uh, milk toast guy. Yeah. Uh, and then Superman is obviously a god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the differencing the difference between that is what keeps his identity a secret, yeah. I suppose. But I've had see, like the funny thing is about the glasses, no glasses mm-hmm. thing. 
when I used to work at, um, at Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. I would be getting up at like 5, 6, 8, or like 4 or 5 a.m. to go in and like make coffee and stuff. And I would be not, I would put my contacts in because I was going to work for 12 hours or something. Yeah. And then I would come into work off work, like off shift mm-hmm. and be wearing glasses and like not in my uniform. Yeah. And nobody that I worked with would recognize me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, glasses yeah. do change the way you look. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe. And Maybe. then also the dress, like the yeah, clothes. Yeah, wearing know? something yeah. different. I don't know. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. Um, I feel like if I saw Superman and then I saw Clark Kent, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> I know who you are. It's like that It's like that uh, uh, Molecular, the Molecular Man sketch on Saturday Night Live. Do you remember that with uh, Conan O'Brien? So. And like he, he's, he's, you know, he... he they're like all the people at like the Daily Planet are watching. Like, whoa, Molecula just defeated that bad guy, <laughs> and then in comes Conan O'Brien, like wearing a suit, and uh, and they're like, uh, and then they say something about Molecula, and he stands up and he goes, "The Molecula Man," and they all stare at him. And they're like, "You're Molecula," and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," <laughs> and he <like> walks out. <laughs> and, and then and then later on, like he's he's like he's in Mexico mm-hmm. hiding out, and everybody's wearing like big big mustaches and everything. And then same thing happens. And he comes in, somebody says something about molecular, and he goes, El hombre de los moleculos. And then he goes, Tu eres molecular. Si, si, si. But so it's funny because it's like for me, the rear projection stuff really works. And and there's 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 sort of complex things. Like there's, there's a scene on his first flight, essentially, like mm-hmm. after the helicopter save. And he um he's 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 flying and Christopher Reeve does like a full rotation mm-hmm. and the camera is like also turning there's like this three dimensionality of of him flying mm-hmm. that is not just a guy flying and cameras like straight on or anything yeah. like that there's like complex moves that they're they're doing with that I get you and 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 then the the stuff with the wire work like when he flies towards us like at the camera the the tagline of this movie was you will believe a man can fly and I'm not sure that I'm anybody, not a believer. Uh, I don't. I it, come on, it's a fun movie. I'm I, not saying it's a bad movie. Yeah. I think. It, I think. I don't. I don't know if it's. I think half of it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. When he becomes Superman, it kind of picks up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but like, and maybe because I'm so used to this new genre of superhero movies yeah. or this new era of superhero movies, um, mm-hmm. where it's like things are kind of connected into like some bigger plot and i know there is a plot with lex luther lex yeah. luther and the ridiculous yeah plot which is r- ridiculous <laughs> uh but uh gene hackman's great he's brilliant um i but- wish there was more gene hackman that is like my biggest issue with this is i wanted more gene hackman he's so great he's yeah. so good he's so luther. good like i wrote down my favorite line of his it's like when um when superman is trying to break in and he like knocks down the wall and yeah. um lex just goes it's open. Come in. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, that is so good. Well, he's just so not afraid. Yeah. He's like um, so nonchalant about it too. Yeah. And what's funny is like he he basically, he he only wants to take down Superman for no other reason than he hates everything that he stands for. Like it's, it's like it has nothing to do with he's going to ruin my plans. Mm-hmm. He's going to, it's just like, I, I don't like, I don't, I don't like what he's doing here. I, I I simply just do not like this man, even though I've not met him. I have to destroy him. Yeah, I mean he's crazy, right? He lives yeah. underground. <laughs> he does. Uh, although honestly, 
it's a pretty sweet place. And oh, if you've yeah, ever so been cool. to New York with the shoeboxes that people live in there, I think that would well, probably be the way to live. Well, he made a joke about that. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and then, you know, the, the Otis and Miss Tessmarker, yeah. both morons, <laughs> especially. I don't know if you noticed, but, you know, when he's when he's showing all the, the new places, Marina Del Lex oh, yeah. and yeah. Lexville. Otis Otisburg. Otisburg. It's a tiny little place. He just looks at him. He's like, oh, but did you happen to notice further north there was Tessmacher Peaks? No, and there was like two, <laughs> two, two mountains. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Um, good. I just love this. Tessmacher's got an old place, mm. Otisburg. <laughs> um, and it's like, do you know the reason why? Uh, what is it? Why two hundred is so widely descriptive to you and me? It's your weight and my IQ. <laughs> um, it seems like a that's a Joe joke. That's it is. A, that's it, one yeah. that, it is. Yeah, it's. Like, it, I feel like a lot of Joe's humor came from this movie. Yeah, it makes sense. And that's um, what I'm, it's. It's. I don't know. Um, I'm a modern man. All right. Yeah. It's too. Nah, it's not too old, but it's definitely my issues with it is the pacing. Mm-hmm. It's very long yeah. and it's slow at times. Yeah. Also, uh, and this again, uh, it's just. I feel like it's Superman. There's for a long period, not a long period, but it's Superman stopping petty crimes. Really. Yeah. 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 Um, which is not exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. And there's no like, and I get, I don't know, Lex Luthor, there's no like big fight really. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, it really, it's just he, so, so that's actually something sort of interesting because I feel like this movie's also uh, in a lot of ways a prototype for all the superhero movies that have come since. Yeah. Because really Superman was the first TV show mm-hmm. with George Reeve, uh, George Reeves and, um, uh, not, not, related. not related to Christopher Reeve. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, or Keanu uh, Reeves. Yeah. All different guys. Mm. Um, it's not like Albert King, Benny King, Freddie King, BB no King. Nope. All different guys, you know, nope. not Mm-mm. the same guy. Mm-mm. Um, anyway, but, um, you know, Superman was the first. He was the first TV show, first movie. Yeah. And so, like, Lex Luthor is very much so the, I'm going to fight the bad guy. I'm going to fight the good guy with my brain. Because mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. he's just, he's he's not going to risk the soul of Gotham in a fist fight with you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, that whole sick choice thing mm-hmm. of the two missiles going in opposite directions, it feels very much like... Uh, in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Yeah, when, when he drops when he's, his Yeah, he's like, choose, and, yeah. you know, drops both. Um, and and so, like, that's that's who Lex Luthor is. He's basically just going to push Superman to his limit. Mm. And, and Superman... Well, he's trying to break down the moral character of Superman. Mm-hmm. Right, like, right. And, 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 like, the Joker does that, too, with Batman. Yeah. You know, he says, you're going to have to choose. Save Harvey or save Rachel Dawes. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like that comes from this. Huh? You know, um, I could see it for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know something about it. I was just like, eh, it's good. Yeah, I'm not, I, it's, I think it's a well-made film. I don't know if I would watch it on my own again. Mm-hmm. You know, the other interesting thing because it's I think like you you sort of point out that like Lex Luthor's plan is bonkers. Yeah, you know, because he's which, like he's essentially creating real estate. Yeah, he just wants yeah. to make. Which uh, I mean, the thing is, is land. It's the one thing they're not making any more of. Yeah, you know, I mean, and especially prices now. Like, yeah. I feel like this plan still works. It's still <laughs> it's still a reasonable bad guy plan. Yeah, I but feel you know, like it's... you know, Joe Lex Luthor's plan kills us all right here. No, I'm not saying I want him to do it. I'm just saying that it makes sense. Like. 
like real estate prices in California are insane. Oh yeah, yeah. he his plan is smart. <laughs> if, if I it mean, would it's work. smart to make him a lot of money, but doesn't he already have a lot of money? So that's the thing is, I think that and and this Lex Luthor, I think, happened sort of in an inflection point in Lex Luthor as a character mm-hmm. because in the old days, like in the early days of the comics, if I yeah. remember correctly, Lex Luthor, his whole deal was he was a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like Superman because Superman once uh, stopped one of his schemes and it like backfired and he lost all of his hair. Yeah. That's why Lex mm-hmm. Luthor doesn't like Superman because he made him bald. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, and then, and then in the 80s, Lex Luthor became an evil businessman. Mm. And so, so this is like an in between point for Lex Luthor as a character. He's not the mad scientist, but he's not the. The businessman that we, I think, yeah. identify him as being uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's and that's sort of the interesting thing about like the, the changing nature of of what we consider villainous, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Joker was a mobster in mm. the in the early '30s and '40s, and now he's a terrorist, which is yeah. what we're arguably the most afraid of, right? You know, yeah. um, or at least, well. The Jared no. Leto Joker is not a terrorist, um, but the Heath Ledger Joker is a terrorist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and um, and and before that, you know, he was a like serial killer. You know, and it's so, um, and and so now, what do we distrust? It's we distrust businessmen to some extent, but we distrust a a Mark Zuckerberg who's got control of everything. Literally played by the same by character. the same guy. <laughs> yeah. It was very on the nose casting. Yeah, but like that's what we're distrustful of now. That's yeah. what we're afraid of now. Yeah. and so so the Gene Hackman Lex Luthor is sort of an interesting in between. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, it doesn't character. feel like a Lex Luthor that I am familiar with. Right. Again, not familiar with a lot of Superman stuff. Right. right. Just my general idea, like oh, mm-hmm. Superman, Lex Luthor, yeah, like, whatever. I know, yeah. I know the, the dynamic between them. Mm-hmm. So his plot is just very strange to me. But I guess you're right, because in my head, I'm like, okay, he's gonna. I feel like it's very drastic measures to, uh, to yeah. uh, increase his portfolio. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna drop a fucking bomb. Yeah. In the San Andreas Fault. On the San Andreas Fault, <laughs> kill millions of people. Just to make some money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seems well, a little crazy. Quite a lot of money, maybe. Yes, and 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 I think I think the other thing about Lex Luthor is he's in, he's a megalomaniac, yeah, right? Yeah. And so he's going to have the entire coastline named after him. Mm. You know, um, I can I, see it. I, I can think, see it. I think that's the other deal with him. Maybe, but yeah. it feels cartoony. It is. Yeah, it totally. Which does. I think that's totally kind does. of the the charm of this to me is that it does feel a little bit cartoony. Yeah. Where like a lot of our modern superhero movies, yeah, they're all dark don't and feel cartoony. They feel more like DC is very gritty and very real life. Yeah. Mm. And like, uh, like MCU is kind of the same way. It's not as gritty, but mm-hmm. it is a little bit more like real life. Yeah, it's focused. trying. It's mm-hmm. trying to fit the modern stuff is trying to make it less of a cartoon mm-hmm. and more sort of real, real world real motivations, world, real world yeah. motivations and lived in sort yeah. of yeah. environment. Whereas yeah. this movie, I feel like it's just, it's purely from page, like from the pages of a uh, comic book. Comic yeah. Book. yeah. I mean, that's even how the movie starts, you know, yeah. June 1938 yeah, exactly. and it's like an old serial well, theater, just, yeah, you know, yeah. and a comic book read by a child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I think that turning point came with Nolan's Batman movies, mm-hmm. where that's where it started becoming more real life, because like the Tim Burton Batman still feels a little very cartoony, com- very comic book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, definitely, yeah. it's it's 
stylistically it happens in its own time period mm-hmm. yeah, there's yeah. like men wearing suits and fedoras outside but there's still computers and modernish yeah. cars it's just like it's just, what this it exists weird. in its own yeah. time yeah. yeah i think because we talked about that a little bit with um the mask a couple weeks ago yeah is like the timber and batman definitely feels like a comic gritty comic booky mm-hmm. kind of thing the way the mask does yeah. well and and you're right because nolan's sort of brought it into like a modern age I want to say his Batman films also, I don't want to say they exist in their own time, but there's nothing that necessarily sets them as happening in 2005 or anything else. They kind of, sort of timeless in a way. There's no brand new cars that will tell you, oh, there's a Prius. Like, I don't know that you ever see a Prius in a a Christopher Nolan film. No, you all see kind of like a generic generic town car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then like the only... The only new vehicle you see is Bruce Wayne's uh, um, Lamborghini, the Murcielago, mm-hmm. um, and uh, which is like bat in Italian. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, also interestingly, um, one of the things that sort of Richard Donner aimed for at the time was, and he had it like on his desk, was verisimilitude. And that word means not realistic, but seeming realistic. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what he aimed for with this movie was it didn't feel, even though maybe like the plot and sort of the motivation of Lex Luthor is, mm-hmm. is, is comic booky in sort of a cartoon way. The movie still feels like it happens in our world. See, it doesn't though. No, it's not for me it, at all. It feels like I'm watching, I don't want to say cardboard cutouts, but like it, it doesn't feel real. Like none of it yeah. feels real. There is no, especially because there's no, this movie obviously was made before I was even alive. Mm. All the cars, all the costumes, all the, like the helicopter scene. In my mind, I'm like, why does a newspaper need a helicopter? Yeah. Like, was there ever a time that that happened? Newspapers were a big deal. Yeah. I know that they were big deals, but did they have helicopters? I, I wouldn't be surprised And if for they what did. reason? It's probably the same reason, like, um, news I'm, studios have helicopters now. Yeah. Well, news, but that's because but that's you have to broadcast whatever is happening Yeah, live. but they also use that to, like, get to places. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I'm just saying it's such a strange thing to me. I'm like, why does the newspaper? Yeah, need but a I mean, I still, I, I don't feel that it's very like realistic or of our well, time, right? Like, well, not either. realistic, but 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 seeming, in our world, like it's not like there's nobody that like falls off a building and they're just okay. You know, like there's there the, that that police officer gets crushed by the train. Yeah. You know, like there's yeah, and still, I guess Lois getting buried in the, that was yeah. terrifying. Yeah, that I was, was terrifying. Was, that yeah, was like, actually way, like really terrifying. It's the, a really good scene. Really well put together. The, so frenzy. Oh yeah, the anxiety yeah, really builds up. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, like you're like oh she it's a superhero movie she's gonna be fine. Yeah, and then she's and not. then it's like oh no he has to turn the world backwards. Well, yeah. and I and I do love that when he because it's like you actually see him break. Yeah, you know, and he gets oh, yeah. and he like is angry and he and he just flies straight up, and then you have the 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 two warring fathers essentially, the father that raised him and then the father that educated mm-hmm. him. One saying you were here for a reason, and the other one saying you must not interfere in human events. And then he finally decides, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose what I'm gonna do. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm going to I'm gonna follow my own moral compass. Um, but, but, but that's what I mean by the movie, like when Jimmy Olsen's like hanging off the side of the, uh, off the dam, like Mm -hmm. he's not just going to be okay. You know, it's, it's all of this stuff is, is seemingly realistic. Uh, maybe. And, and and Nolan kind of like, he, he did that for his movie too. And he, and he brought up verisimilitude as like a a watchword for him because he's not, because his movies are not realistic either. No. But they they they, But that at least maybe, and I think it has to do with the, these, uh, like touchstones that mm-hmm. 
ground me to whatever reality this movie is trying to make. Yeah. So like in Nolan, I mean, obviously it's set like it's set at least contemporary times yeah. where it's like mm-hmm. I can oh yeah, yeah this is what buildings look like this mm-hmm. is what people yeah. look like this is yeah. how they dress this they have the they have you know phones that I recognize yeah just yeah. things like that whereas yeah. like this movie doesn't mm-hmm. uh, almost everything about it is some things that like don't exist anymore true, really. true. Um, and so when I'm watching it yeah like I know. It doesn't like the Jimmy Olsen thing, like that bit. It's I know it's it looks like it's a miniature and it's a guy mm-hmm. on a little soundstage and you know like, yeah it all I know all that and so the reality isn't like oh shit he's in danger it's like oh yeah, he's hanging off the thing mm-hmm. like, like you I'm can't saving. break yourself from there is no yeah there's no uh, what's it called um, stakes or... not stakes um, shit uh, suspension of disbelief yeah mm. that it's I can't I can't I can't see this movie and be like oh. Yeah, it just feels like a movie. Yeah, it mm-hmm. feels like a movie. I'm, he's flying. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's a backdrop. Yeah, and he's and you know, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. I'm watching Superman in the real world or mm-hmm. in in our world or in, in anything that resembles my reality yeah. or what mm-hmm. I perceive reality to be. Yeah, like I have a note here that it says you can definitely tell the times that they film with like a scale model set, like mm-hmm. especially towards the end with mm-hmm. like the dam breaking and yeah, flooding. That's yeah. the trouble because water doesn't miniaturize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause, but I was like, I just love the practicality of all of it. And yeah. it's just, it looked so cool. And it, yeah. I kind of, and I'm like, even though I could tell that I kind of was able to like take myself out of it and be like, this is part of what is happening. Like, I could, I could take, I could break that reality for myself, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, I'm accepting the fact that this is a miniature and it's shot on a soundstage and it's not really happening mm-hmm. to like real houses, but it's still really interesting and fun and part of what it, it's part of the stakes of what is happening in this moment. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Like, yeah, and it does look cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that it looks mm-hmm. bad. It's mm-hmm. just that, like, I cannot. To me, it's just like, okay, this is this scene. Sort of, you're not buying it, though. I guess, yeah. It just doesn't feel, I don't, I don't want to say real, because obviously, you know, but it doesn't feel, like you said, you said that, ver, the, whatever, that, the, that. Verisimilitude. Verisimilitude. Yeah. You know, that it, it feels real. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel real to me. It, it feels, to me, it feels like, oh, this is movie making. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it very much feels like old Hollywood movie making yeah. style. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, for older films, it's easier to, I can, this is, I can, uh, have this suspension of disbelief because the, uh, whatever the story is, is usually not this fantastical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, there's epics, you know, like Ben Hur and mm-hmm. like all this other shit, but that feels more lived in more feeling real than it you know than really this. yeah I, I i did not get that from this movie so everything felt huh? everything felt like not, uh, fake like that's you so know like part of part of a movie because because like there's there's stuff like like on the news the news floor of the daily planet mm-hmm. you know and everybody all the sort of the the controlled chaos of a newsroom and, and everybody talking over each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. and you know the perry white you know trying to you know, like he, like you can see him desperately struggling and losing the fight to, for people to not call him chief, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and like all of that feels real. It feels mm. it, it feels um, sort of wonderfully um, not verte, but um, it, it it feels organic 
to me. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I guess. And and just and just how layered it is, you know. And then there's there's always there's never just one thing happening mm-hmm. in the movie, you know. That it's like you know the the scene where he's he's talking to Clark and he says, you know, you gotta you gotta have you know. Uh, you got to get a backbone. You got to, you know, I've been, you know, you got to learn how to do these things. You got to stand up for yourself. And then while he's talking to him, you know, Lex breaks in and he's, and he says, you know, I'm talking to you on the only, the only thing that anything more than four legs can hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill a bunch of people in the city. And he's like, and so as, as Perry White's talking, Superman's like, oh, shit, I got to get the hell out of here and deal with this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, like there's, like there's constantly other things happening mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, or like when he introduces Clark to Perry White and then he's telling Jimmy to get him coffee while they're still trying to have another conversation like there's two conversations happening at the same time which movies now don't do hmm. that's a very 70s yeah, thing yeah you don't hmm. yeah you you see a lot of people talking over each other in older yeah, movies yeah which I love and I really miss that hmm. and like this movie has that and it feels mm-hmm. so natural um and and just how like everybody's got their own thing like even when Clark's going to the elevator and he's trying to get up to the He's trying to go down, mm-hmm. and he, and then the guy, the yeah, guy, yeah, he's, he's like, like, "I'm going up, up, up," and he like he slams like his finger the, on the yeah. thing to yeah. like, you know, it's like, and then things like that. Like everybody's Which, doing their own thing, even when, the side characters. Like when that. we were talking about Goonies, that was one of Johnny's issues. Was like the kids like constantly talking over each other, and which I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, and I think it's just because you're a little bit older, yeah. and you have these touchstones of being mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, this is yeah. this feels real to me because. I can associate it to I uh, can associate it to something real in my life. Right. Whereas yeah. like this is all not real. Right. To me. Right. It's all right. just like, yeah. oh, it's from movies. Right. I've only associated it with movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have that association and when I'm watching this movie, all I can see is people making a movie. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, and it's, it's not bad. Like I'm saying yeah. it's not yeah. everything's like, done well. I'm, I I feel like I kind of have that same association that Joe does, but I'm the same age as you. That's true. Hmm. And I've like I don't know, maybe I'm I mean, broken, guys. <laughs> I mean, I wa- I know how movies are made. It's like it's not like it's I'm breaking the fourth wall for myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, but I just I, I don't know. It's it just hmm. it didn't I didn't I didn't get the same feeling of um, it's just something that nostalgia. Doesn't it's the thing that doesn't connect for you. I guess not at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Um, Indeed. Amy, do you have, I have fun facts? This, fun is going, facts. this is a long one. Yeah, yeah this is a, I already I I told you I warned you guys earlier that mm-hmm. I have a ton of fun facts that uh, I had to get rid of a lot of them. All right, well, give because us your I best have a ones. shit ton of uh, recastings, but I also am going to pare those down a little bit, and yeah. I'm only going to give you certain characters. Sure, makes um, sense. But I have one fun fact that I really want to talk about because we talked about it a little bit in the intro of Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Um. Marlon Brando refused to memorize most of his lines in advance. The scene where he puts the infant Kal-El into the escape pod, he's actually reading his lines off the diaper of the baby. Yep. He told Donner that the only way to keep his performance fresh and not over-rehearsed was to record the first time he read his lines. And, like, the first ever take that they shot yeah. with Brando... Yeah. This is another fun fact, but I'm paraphrasing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he told Donner to just roll the cameras on rehearsal, and Donner's like, why? Why would we do that? And he goes, well, you never know. And Donner said that that first take was the one that they ended up using in the final film. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and thing is, is he's still very good. Yeah, Brando, like he considering is, that he he's is pretty good, phoning it in in the most extreme way possible, mm-hmm. and he's still pretty damn good. <laughs> he's still pretty good. Yeah. 
That's like almost I'm Shakespearean. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got that. I did get that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's also that's just Brando, man. Yeah. yeah. Like classic. He Brando. can he can be this asshole actor, yeah. this like diva, mm-hmm. but he makes up for it in how great his performances always were. Yeah. Um. So. I have so many recastings, but I think I'm only going to do the director because there's multiple directors that were going to direct this. And famously, uh, Donner had a real serious falling out with the producers. Um, For, during Superman 2, right? Well, so they the were filming... Because they filmed them simultaneously. They filmed them simultaneously, Superman and Superman 2. They, the movies go together. I would actually, even if... You know, if you enjoyed this one well enough, I'd still say check out Superman 2, specifically the Richard Donner cut. Uh, I I actually will. It's shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, Is Brando in that one or did he get cut out of that one too? So in the original theatrical cut, he he basically sued and said, do not put me in this movie. Mm -hmm. And but he'd filmed all of his bits Uh for both films. Because they only had him for 13 days for both movies. Right. Um, and so, but in the Richard Donner cut, they reconstituted all of the original Brando stuff. So it sort of closes the, the loop on that father son relationship that's mm-hmm. sort of at the mm-hmm. core of this movie, of, of both movies. Um, cause they, they replaced, uh, Jarrell with Lara, his mom. And it just kind of feels like, where did she come from? Like, yeah. you know, she, I mean, she's in the movie, but it's like, why is she all of a sudden the thing that he's talking to all the time? You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. um, it just like thematically didn't work. Um, so yeah, Brando's back for the second one. It's, it's a shorter film. It's a little bit more actiony and it's a really good example of all of the events of the first film leading into the events of the second film so maybe johnny will like that one better because it is a little bit it may have more action it's more continuity and more connected yeah Yeah. and and the richard donner cut they they like went back to the old original effects plates so all of the special effects even though a lot of them are new they don't feel they don't like they're not in your face new like Mm. star wars special edition yeah um and um and there's a couple things that they just didn't have um, so they, there's like one, one scene where they had to use a screen test, but it's still a good scene. It's a really good scene. And uh, we've talked about this before, but yeah. that Donner cut is widely available, right? It's yes, not it like is. some internet yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It is, it is like Richard, like it was, it was done it, with all the, not all the money in the world, but it was done professionally, real mm-hmm. money. Donner mm-hmm. supervised the whole thing. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's, is it, does it have its own like DVD Blu-ray release? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really cool cover cause it's all like black and silver with, um, him ripping open the shirt with the mm-hmm. shield underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it just says, it says Superman two, the Richard Donner cut. And I mean, I have it on Blu-ray. It's, it's, it was on DVD and Blu-ray when it first came mm-hmm. out. It's, it is widely available. Okay. Interesting. Um, so I got some directors. I'm going to do the Superman Clark King because that's also a big chunk and Lex and Lois. Um, mm-hmm. But before I get into all of those, um, I do have two actors that were offered multiple roles. Oh, you didn't get to who um, the Donner recasting. Yeah, I will okay. do that. Oh, I want to do, do okay. these two first. Do okay. um, so Paul Newman was offered the choice of playing Superman, Lex, or Jor-El for the fee of $4 million, but he was not interested. Huh. Hmm. And then Jessica Lange turned down both Lois and Miss um, Tessmacher. Huh. Interesting. I could see her as Miss Tessmacher. Mm-hmm. I could see her as Lois. Because yeah. she's not as bombshelly as Miss Tessmacher is yeah. meant to be. Yeah. Because, you know, it's funny because, like, uh, it makes sense that people would turn it down or not take it seriously because, like, comic book movies were not. But this was a hit, highly right? Of. It was a huge hit. Yeah, yeah but like massive only hit. Gene Hackman and Marlon Brando were billed, like on the trailers, they were billed before Christopher Reeve was, he was because he was this was his first feature. I think mm-hmm. the only thing he did previously to this was a commercial. Yeah. 
Interesting. Um, yeah. But over like 200 people, I think, auditioned mm-hmm. for this. And I will get to that in a second, including one person that you would not expect. Mm. Well, you kind of would expect, but it's kind of funny. And Joe probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. Joe knows everything <laughs> about this movie. So director recastings. Spielberg was offered, but the producers balked at the salary he asked for, and they decided to see how Jaws did, um, and Spielberg, so that was a success, and Spielberg went on to do other things. Yeah, jokes uh, on that. I, like... I think the next film he did was 1941, which was a bomb, like a huge yeah. bomb. It was one of Spielberg's like first big flops. Um, Friedkin and Peckinpah were offered the chance to direct Friedkin turned it down outright, and uh, Sam Peckinpah dropped out when he was running, dropped out of the running when he produced a gun during his meeting with the producers. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucas turned down the chance to direct to do A New Hope. Coppola, John Gellerman, Robert Aldrich, and Norman Jusin were approached to direct, but were either already on a film or didn't think they were right for this type of film. Richard Lester, Peter Yates, and Ronald. Nemi were considered, and at one point, Mark Robinson was in talks to direct. And Richard Lester would go on to uh, replace Richard Donner for the uh, rest of Superman Two. Mm. Um, they like had to the re-film. last twenty five percent. Well, <laughs> so that's the thing is Richard Donner had done like seventy five, eighty percent of Superman Two when they when they basically fired him. Um, and he had to like, he, he had to, he had to go, he had to stop filming because they'd kind of gone over time and he had to finish pre-production or post-production on Superman and then they fired him. So he didn't complete Superman two. They hired Richard Lester, but under director's guild rules in order to be credited, he had to direct more than 50% of the film. So they refilmed the movie and he filmed 51% of the movie and that's so the patchwork that we have of that film and then he directed superman 3 interesting yeah okay before i get to lex luther and lois lane and superman slash clark kent i want to like lightning round these other three because they're very short uh peter boyle auditioned for otis christopher lee turned down the role of zod um because he had just moved to hollywood as a tax exile and did not want to have to return to england because they filmed at pinewood yeah um and then charlton heston was considered for jor-el wow which yeah, I think that would have been interesting. I, man, uh, Christopher Lee is, as Zod would have... Honestly, though, Terrence Stamp is really great, and you get to see him more in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't imagine Christopher Lee as Zod. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. But I feel like Peter Boyle as Otis would have been yeah. really funny, that too. Been that would have been great. Like, um, Young Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Lex Luthor. Dustin Hoffman turned down the part of Lex Luthor. George Kennedy, Jack Nicholson, and Gene Wilder were considered for the role. Nicholson went on to play Joker in Batman and was considered to play Luthor in Superman projects in the 90s, but was ultimately shelved. Which I think that would have been the Nick Cage Superman, if I'm not mistaken. God, that would have been so weird. Jack Nicholson as as Lex as Lex Luthor with Nick Cage Superman. No, I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> um, for Lois, among the actresses who screen tested Anne Archer, Leslie Ann Warren, Deborah Raffin, Susan Blakely, Starker Channing, and April Bryan. Hmm. Um, a, 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 whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> one of the reasons Margot Kidder was chosen over them was the fact that she was the only one who saw humor in the line, what color underwear am I wearing? <laughs> yeah. Shirley MacLaine, Liza Minnelli, Christina Raines, Barbara Streisand, and Natalie Wood were considered. Jennifer Jason Lee was considered, but producers turned her down because she was too young. Yeah. And finally, Carrie Fisher was considered. Wow. <laughs> that, is, that is one of the three Star Wars and New Hope connections that are found within this. Mm-hmm. And I already mentioned the other one of Lucas. Yeah. 
Um, and then finally, get ready for the solid page I have of Clark Kent slash Superman recasting. Oh, um, because these came all as single lines on the IMDb fun oh. facts page. So I had to like type them all up. Uh-huh. Robert Redford, Clint Eastwood, and James Conroll offered movie, were all offered the movie's title role, but turned it down. Redford wanted too much money. Eastwood said he was busy and Con said, there's no way I'm getting into that silly suit. <laughs> um, numerous actors were, actors were considered, including Muhammad Ali, Warren Beatty, Josh Beck, John Beck, sorry, Charles Bronson, Sam Elliott, Dustin Hoffman, Burt Reynolds, Chris Christopherson, Nick Nolte, Al Pacino, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ryan O'Neill, Jeff Bridges, Jan Michael Vincent, David Soule, Robert Wagner, Christopher Walken, John Voight, and Elton John. Jesus. What? just went to everybody. Yeah. I'm not done. <laughs> Warren Beatty and Robert Redford turned down the role. Nolte and Voight became frontrunners. Um, other unknowns tested for the role, including, this is the one where I was like, you would not believe this. Um, Ilya Sal- Salkin's wife's dentist. His screen test is in the DVD extras. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not done. There's more. James Brolin, Lyle Wagner, and Perry King all auditioned. Wagner was acting as Steve Trevor on Wonder Woman at the time. Steve McQueen was considered for the role, but ultimately rejected it for being out of shape. Legend has it that Nick Nolte was offered the part of Superman, but he said he would only take it if they agreed to make Clark Kent schizophrenic. Which would have been very interesting. Which then he would go basically do that in Ang Lee's Hulk. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Nobody uh, saw that movie. No. Patrick Wayne was offered the role, but because John Wayne had cancer, he dropped out. Mm. Um, Charles Bronson was deemed too earthy to play Superman. <laughs> Burt Reynolds was a candidate to play Superman, but was deemed too recognizable and not temperamentally suited to play the role. No. Harrison Ford auditioned. This is the other uh-huh. um, Star Wars reference. Uh, Christopher Walken was considered for the role. Can you imagine? But was deemed too wrong for the project. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You think? Oh, here's what the Burt Reynolds one. It's like also Superman with a mustache would not have gone over very well. (laughs) Wow. All the way back to today. It's Henry Cavill's mustache problem. Wow. Yeah. So... I'm out of breath. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's You're all, all my flushed Superman. and sweaty and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think I feel like I just written a mile. I'm a little I'm a little winded, a little lightheaded, you know. God, there Ridiculous. are so many, yeah. so many people. Like two hundred men auditioned. Yeah, well, over two hundred men auditioned yeah. for Clark Kent, and they went with an unknown, which I think probably was a good idea. Yeah, and he was great. Yeah, I mean, he I, was I really good. I I think um, I mean I know that the the movie I guess maybe like sort of half worked for you. Yeah. Um, but like. I think it holds up. Yeah. Well, I, no, I was going to say, like, specifically just Christopher Reeve as Superman. Yeah. I feel like everybody who's come since mm-hmm. is either d- doing a version of what he did or not getting it at all. But, I mean, there's only been one other Superman on well, screen, right? Like, well, for movies? So, like, for movies... Um, I guess, yeah, there's two. There's Brendan group. Routh and... Oh, yeah, that's right. There they was did that. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dean Cain on TV. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Tom Welling. Tom Welling on TV, and then also um, Tim. Did they bring back Tom Welling for Supergirl? Uh, they brought him back for the Crisis. Okay, the, yeah, I didn't know if they. Who's they, Tom they got a new. They got so a new Superman. Oh, he's, he's the, the, he's the yeah, Okay, uh, so the Tyler Hoechlin on Supergirl yes. is who you're thinking of. He's from and Teen then, Wolf, right? Um, uh, yes, I believe mm. so. He's actually pretty good. I, yeah. I think he's he's actually a really good Superman. Um, and then um, Tim. Oh gosh, what's his name? 
Burton. Tim, I'm, I'm trying to... Tim Burton. I'm trying to call he, it up He right played now. Superman. But my phone is having trouble. Um, you I'm have like, a laptop right in front of you, Joe. I know, but I thought I could... You thought you could be slick and vamp, and, and but secret, you can't. Secret without all the key typing stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but anyways, my whole point is um, you saying, I, I guess, I, again, because I don't know much about Superman, I forget that there's been other... Superman. Um, but I but I, I do yeah. feel like Christopher Reeve is still that's really like the template. The best. Yeah, he's because like, I've only really seen this. I've seen like maybe one or two episodes of Smallville, but but like again, I don't care about Superman, so I was never interested in it. And it was mm-hmm. also a little bit before my time of like those CW, WB teen drama shows. Yeah. And so it's either it's like it's just Christopher Reeve and Henry Cavill and Henry Cavill and I'm not a huge like Henry Cavill oh. Superman was the best Henry Cavill performance is in that new Mission Impossible movie mm. where he yeah. like he pumps his chest and he makes that pocket and appear he has, and he has the, the, the mustache <laughs> I mean he's just he's just like he's not really given anything to do in those movies mm-hmm. I, I I think Superman does not appear in those films like yeah, at no point yeah. does he how, as yeah. a hero show up in mm-hmm. those movies he just doesn't which um, I've only I have not seen Man of Steel I've only seen BVS in Justice League he has and as I was much not, screen time. Yeah, in and Star, I was like, frankly. I'm not. I I don't care. Yeah. Um. Tim Daly is the person. He he was the voice of Superman in the Bruce oh, Tim animated one, mm. and I thought he was also really great. Mm-hmm. So I, I. But I I, you know, Christopher Reeve. He just he had it. Yeah. Yeah. Did, I feel like his his Clark Kent is. No, I mean spot I think he did a great job. Yeah. Um, portraying the differences between the subtle differences between Clark mm-hmm. Kent and Superman. Yeah. Um. Did he do other movies after this? After he did. Superman, he, he did um, nothing as big. Uh, as big. So okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, something we didn't talk about is Lois Lane. I absolutely loved her character. Like she's so kind of like frenzied, and I love that she can't spell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's a brilliant she's a, writer. She's brilliant, a writer. <laughs> she's a brilliant writer, brilliant reporter. Can't spell to save her yeah. life. <laughs> just like the thing is like, there's only one P in rapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, that was pretty But she's like such a strong character. Yeah. Um, I, you guys, neither of you, I know Johnny hasn't, but I don't know if you've seen Richard Jewell. Oh, uh, no. I Olivia Wilde's character in mm. that reminds me a lot of Lois Lane's character in this. Really? Like, she's just a go-getter and she will do what she needs to do to get a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. She just, it's like a super strong character. And a lot of people were shitting on Olivia Wilde's character in um, Richard Jewell because she sleeps with a source right, to get her story. Very much so against journalistic integrity. Right. Yeah. But it's also like, the way that it happens, it's like, I feel like she's done this with this specific source multiple times. And it's also, like, it's, it doesn't feel as slimy mm. as, like, e- people were saying as it, it, is. Like yeah. it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, Olivia Wilde did such a great job in that role. And I feel like she pulled maybe a lot of inspiration mm. from Lois Lane's character in the Superman. Yeah. Because they feel a lot of the same character to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I like Margot Kidder's Lois Lane doesn't feel like she's simply there for Superman to save. Yeah, like Amy mm-hmm. Adams super uh, Amy Adams Lois Lane, I really did not like yeah. in um BBS. Yeah. She just was very annoying to me mm. and kind of I'm glad I did not see Man of Steel because I feel like I would have really not liked her character in that at all. Yeah. In the animated series, uh Dana Delaney plays her and she's also great. And she mm-hmm. she calls Clark Smallville and kind of like belittles him a little like yeah. a little bit teases him is great and um i, I always like the strong smart lois Lane. yeah yeah i did like i would i agree with uh amy that uh i liked i like margot kidder's performance as lois lane and as that character considering that i'm thinking about it now and i'm like 
even in the Man of Steel and you know Batman vs Superman and all that shit. Yeah, like Lois Lane does nothing. She, yeah. yeah, she's like she, she could sits not in be a there. bathtub. That's the only thing I can picture from Lois Lane is she's sitting in a bathtub. Yeah. Right, because like she could not be there and it wouldn't matter to the yeah. movie. Yeah. And like and like I'm thinking about like just the cartoon and I'm like I don't really remember. I mean I know I know Lois Lane is a huge part of Superman. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but. As a, she's never been as a character. Like I'm like, oh yeah, she she basically isn't one. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, I was like, oh yeah, she has agency. She's uh-huh. got, mm-hmm. um, she is her own character. Yeah, um, she decides to kick a mugger in the face rather than hand over the yeah, person yeah. who has yeah. almost nothing in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was like probably my favorite part of this movie is where she's like she is acting very meek and and. Clark's like, don't, don't give him your purse. And then she's like, here's my purse. And then she like, well, no, as he's grabbing like, just hand it just over. Just hand it over. Because he's, he's weak. He's being, yeah. so he's like, she's the strong one in that situation. Yeah, yeah. no, no, like, yeah. Well, she's like, she's like handing the purse over. And then she's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was her plan. I'm gonna yeah. save, save yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's a tough New Yorker. Well, Metropolisite. Yeah. It, it's New York. Yeah, it is very it is much New so York. New York. I mean, Metropolis is New York. So is Gotham. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't um, make any but, sense. Because um, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego exist in this world. Yeah. But New York. Kansas exists in this world. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. New York doesn't exist. And they no. never mention New York. New Is Jersey it? exists. Yeah. Because uh, Tess, Miss Tessmacher. Yeah. yeah. Miss Tessmacher's mom. Uh-huh. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, uh, which is funny because that's another thing, the difference between Marvel and DC is DC has its own cities. Like yeah. it, nothing ever yeah. takes place in a city that we know. Yeah. But Marvel's always in New York mostly. Yeah. yeah. You know, but like mm-hmm. it's in real places. Yep. Yeah. Sokovia. Ridiculous. Yeah. Sokovia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a moment of silence for everybody who died in Sokovia. Oh, um, all right. So. All right. I think it we held up. Yeah. It held. I, I think it I held up. I literally wrote totally. Yeah. Totally mm-hmm. holds up. That's good. I think it, I think it holds up. It's not, you know. Maybe it's not for you necessarily. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's like for me. It could be a Richard Donner thing. I don't know, man. We might be hmm. the opposites. We might be Whoa. the mirror Ooh. the mirror of the coin. Right? <laughs> Two sides to a coin. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Richard Donner so far, at least on the podcast. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well. That's, don't at me. I have all enough right? I have enough love for him to cover you. That's fair. Your yeah. dislike. And yes. I have enough appreciation for him. Yeah. To I don't cover. know. It's, they're they're fine movies. You should definitely watch them. Yeah. I love Goonies. Sure. <laughs> all right. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening and tell us what you guys think of the Richard Donner Superman and Richard Donner in general because Joe would love to know how much you love Richard Donner. I would like to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> so let us know either way at nostalgia effect pod at gmail.com yeah, or think on it. twitter and instagram at nostalgitis n-o-s-t-a-l-g-i-t-i-s i went in a different order than i normally she can do still spell it though, which is crazy i can't well and don't forget to be kind and rewind <laughs> <laughs>